Hi, today we're going to be diving right back into our series, Blame Game Victims, Challenging the Four Invaders Hidden Within Us. Today's title is Behind Virtue by Subtlety and the What-Ifs. Guilt says, I owe you. Anger says, you owe me. The third ugly invader is greed, and greed says, I owe me. You know what? Greedy people believe wholeheartedly that they deserve every good thing that they can get. And in addition to that, they firmly believe that they deserve every good thing that could possibly come their way. The slogan of a greedy person is, what's mine is mine. Hey, I've earned it. And there's a lot more coming. It's this kind of thinking that makes it hard for a greedy person to part with their money or their stuff. Why? Because it's theirs and they are afraid. If you remember from last time, we said that angry people usually have a story to tell. And let me tell you that it's no different for the greedy person. The greedy person has a story to tell, and their story will explain their inclinations and tendencies towards greed. By way of example, one who is being raised in a home where finances are scarce might tend to hold on to whatever amount of money that comes their way. Also, someone who may have lost everything at some point in time may then cling and hold on to what they have now. Greed, however, is a different animal than the other three invading enemies of the heart that we will be unmasking in this series. Greed disguises itself. It is so much in disguise that you may have already announced to yourself that this is one issue that you don't have a problem with. You probably could identify with the facts that you have the occasional angry outburst and may hold secretly secretly to a few guilty uh, secrets, but I'm definitely not greedy, right? After all, think about it. Have you ever met a greedy person? And what we're talking about here is a person who would knowingly admit and say, I have a greed issue. Instead of you, instead, what you may hear them say is, hey, I'm careful. The undeniable truth is that we've made it very difficult and even impossible to identify greed in our own lives. You see, anger and guilt is out there, but greed hides behind several virtues. Wow, let me say that again. Greed hides behind several virtues. Greedy people may be savers, and that's a good thing, right? Greedy people may be good planners, and that's also a good thing, right? Greedy people uh, want to make certain that they will have financial security in the future, and that's a very good thing, right? Greed hides behind several virtues. And greed is easy to hide from ourselves. But those people around us are well aware of it. Why? Because while it's true that it may be difficult for us to see the monster in the mirror, it is not difficult for us to see greed in the people around us. In fact, here is a list of characteristics of greedy people that we can see instantly in someone else. Greedy people talk a lot and worry a lot about money. Greedy people are not cheerful givers. Greedy people are reluctant to share. Greedy people are poor losers. Greedy people quibble 
over insignificant sums of money. Greedy people talk as if they have just enough to get by. Greedy people often create a culture of secrecy around them. Greedy people won't let you forget what they have done for you. That's a good one. Greedy people are reluctant to express gratitude. Greedy people are not content with what they have. Greedy people attempt to control people with their money. Greed knows no social or economic boundaries. I'm quite sure that you have met greedy poor people as well as greedy rich people. And I may as well add those greedy people in between as well. And why do you think this reality exists? It exists because greed is not a financial issue. It is a heart issue. Once again, let me repeat this one. Greed is not a financial issue. It's a heart issue. Experiencing financial gains doesn't make greedy people less greedy. And that's a fact. Financial gains or losses do not change a thing. Why? Because greed emanates from the heart. So you have to ask yourself if if this is an issue for you. Do you find it difficult to uh, give money away? Are you better and quicker to make excuses rather than to meet the needs in the lives of others? You may try and disguise your reluctance to give by attempting to make it look like you are just being a good steward, when in reality, you're just looking for an excuse not to give. During those times that you do give, do you feel like the recipient owes you something in return? In the simplest of words, are there always strings attached to your gifts? In my view, this is an ugly one. And if this indeed is a hard issue for you, then you can rest assured that your family feels like they are competing with your stuff. Wow. Now that's a repulsive realization. They may very well be feeling like they have to beg you for every little thing that they get from you financially. Just like a marionette, they can see and feel the strings that you, the puppeteer, have attached. They hate bringing up financial issues around you. Does this sound familiar? Listen to the warning that Jesus issued in uh, Luke 12:15, and I'm uh, going to be reading from the New International Version, the NIV. Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. People, you really need to be on your guard with this one. Why? Because of the four invaders that we'll be discussing in this series, greed is the most subtle of them all. And make a special note of this statement. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. For the greedy person, stuff is life. They they bought into this line, this lie, I should say. They bought into this lie, hook, line, and sinker. They believe that their stuff is their life. So, if you mess with their stuff or damage their stuff, it then becomes personally threatening to them. Their stuff has become an extension of who they are. 
Sad thought, I know. Greedy people become so concerned with their stuff, and without even realizing it, they may find themselves placing greater value on a possession than on a person. That's the nature of greed, and it's ugly. So what's the driving force behind greed? What fuels it? The answer shouldn't surprise you, but then again it may. Fear. Fear is the driving force behind greed. Fear fuels greed. A greedy person is afraid of what may happen to their stuff. Greed is supported by an endless cast of what-ifs. What if it gets scratched? What if it gets lost? What if there's not enough? What if I don't get my fair share? What if he has more? What if the economy collapses? The list of what-ifs is endless. And here's the bottom line. It's a trust issue. And this is big. This is big. It's a trust issue. People with hearts that have been invaded by greed fear that God either can't or won't take care of their needs. They, they don't trust him. And even more than that, they're afraid that God won't take care of them in the way that they want to be cared for. A major source of anxiety develops when there is a gap between what they think God may be willing to do and what they want. So greedy people take on the burden to meet their own needs in order to provide the sense of security that they desire. But here's the problem. There's never enough. Greedy people will never have enough to satisfy their need to feel secure in light of every conceivable eventuality, that long, endless list of what-ifs. There will always be another what-if that will drive them to acquire more. They have an appetite that will never be satisfied. They never feel like they have enough which, of course, is the very thing that they fear. Resultantly, greedy people are rarely at peace with others and are definitely never at peace with themselves. Relationships at every level are strained by greed. Greed is very subtle, hiding behind several virtues, being fueled by fear, and an endless list of what-ifs. God bless. See you next time.